Hello everyone and welcome back to Sci Section. I'm Halima, your journalist for this week, and today we are delighted to have Dr. Daniel Rapp. Dr. Rapp is a postdoctoral fellow at the Duke Human Vaccine Institute. He received his PhD at Dartmouth College under the guidance of Dr. Jason McClellan, and his work under the lab helped create the COVID-19 vaccine. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. So before we get into the research you did, how did you get interested in vaccination research and kind of your field as a whole? Was it something you developed in undergrad as a passion even before then? So when I was an undergrad, I knew I wanted to go to grad school because I knew I wanted to do laboratory research. Um, and I knew I was really interested in microbiology and how that related to infectious disease. Uh, but to be perfectly honest, until I started doing this work, I didn't even really know that it was an option. <laughs> Now that you're done your PhD and you're now working at the Duke um, Vaccine Institute, what are you now working on there? Uh, so what I'm working on is I'm trying to uh, better understand why some people are able to mount an effective immune response against HIV infection. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, that's like sort of a longstanding question in research. And we have access to a lot of patient samples here, which we hope can help us sort of unravel that mystery a little bit. And now moving into the work that you did at the McClellan Lab, it might help to state the basics of COVID-19 and viruses and vaccines and kind of understand how all of that works. So how does the virus infect us and what does the vaccine do to prevent that infection? Sure. Yeah, I'll start sort of uh, very broad and then narrow into what we actually ended up doing. Um, so there are sort of two different flavors of viruses. There's what's called naked viruses, which uh, just have a, a capsid made out of protein surrounding their genetic information. And then there's what are called enveloped viruses, which have uh, a, a lipid membrane that surrounds the genetic information. Um, and for enveloped viruses, they need to fuse their lipid membrane with our host cells in order to get into those cells and replicate, create copies of themselves so that they can infect. Um, and in order to allow that membrane fusion event to occur, they have specialized proteins. So that protein for the coronaviruses is called spike. Uh, it binds to host cell receptors. In the case of uh, SARS-CoV-2, which is the causative agent of COVID-19, the host cell receptor for spike is called ACE2 or angiotensin converting enzyme 2. Uh, spike binds to that protein. And then it undergoes this really dramatic, uh, what's called a conformational change, where it goes from one shape to another shape as it fuses those two membranes. Um, and what vaccines basically do is they present the immune system with uh, the SARS-CoV-2 spike in that prefusion confirmation, that prefusion shape, so that you can raise antibodies against it. And once your body comes into contact with actual viruses, it's able to recognize that prefusion spike, bind to it with those antibodies and prevent it from associating with the receptor and prevent it from causing membrane fusion to occur. And if those antibodies are raised, which are capable of neutralizing the virus, you are going to be protected from infection. So your lab had experience with working with both the MERS and SARS coronaviruses. How did this information particularly allow your team to rapidly get into COVID research and accomplish what typically takes months or even years to do? Uh, that's a really good question. So I, I think um, something that a lot of people might not appreciate is that coronaviruses refers to a whole family of different viruses. Um, which, like you said, includes MERS, SARS-1, SARS-2. And so by studying these viruses that emerged before SARS-CoV-2, uh, our team, particularly a postdoc named Dr. Nanchuang Wong uh, and my boss, Dr. Jason McClellan, um, we were able to determine a set of mutations which stabilized spike proteins from all these different coronaviruses in the prefusion confirmation, which makes it sort of an ideal vaccine candidate. Uh, and so because these prefusion stabilizing mutations were broadly applicable to multiple different coronavirus spikes, 
as soon as the genome, the sequence information of SARS-CoV-2 was released, we were able to translate these mutations into the new virus uh, and rapidly develop sort of an ideal vaccine candidate. And a large part of the work that you guys did was in developing this 3D atomic model. Why was this and developing this model so essential in the vaccines development? What was it like working with your team to accomplish that? Uh, at the time, it was really exciting. Um, we knew that this was... Uh, we didn't know that it was going to cause a global pandemic at that time, but we did know that it was going to be sort of of broad interest because it was a newly emerging coronavirus um, and it had the potential to help people who were already becoming infected. Um, so what we did was we determined the 3D atomic structure, like you said, uh, of this SARS-CoV-2 spike protein and the prefusion confirmation. Um, what that helped us to do was put it sort of in the context of previously determined prefusion structures to tell us how is this virus similar to other coronaviruses that we know more information about? How is it different? And how can we use that information to design smarter therapeutics, smarter vaccine candidates? A really cool piece of technology used um, in the lab was a cryogenic electron microscope. So could you talk to us a bit about how important that technology was in developing the work that you guys did? I mean, how you see it being further applied into other aspects of research? Yeah, so um, in order to determine the structures of these proteins, we have to be able to, to see them, uh, which is a problem because they're smaller than the wavelength of visible light, which means they're quite literally invisible. Um, so rather than using light microscopes to try to observe these tiny little particles, what we use are called electron microscopes. Uh, in particular, the one that we used is called a cryo-electron microscope because the sample has to be frozen to prevent radiation damage. Uh, and like you said, that allows us to view these tiny objects embedded in incredibly thin layers of ice, and we can then calculate three-dimensional volumes to explain those particles that we see embedded in ice. Um, this technology has been a huge advance in the, the field of what I do in, in structure determination. Um, and as the hardware and software to both image these particles and then sort of make sense of what you're imaging continues to advance, I think the field is going to keep sort of jumping ahead. And now moving into, you know, present day and vaccination efforts. Now they're having more deadly and contagious viruses. How is the effectiveness of the vaccine then impacted um, in relation to kind of the research you guys did in modeling the um, vaccine and then in turn that research was used to develop the vaccine? Yeah, so that, that model that we were able to, to calculate has been really useful in sort of tracking where on the spike these mutations are occurring. Uh, a lot of these mutations occur in what's called the receptor binding domain. Um, they sort of circumvent the uh, antibody response to make the virus less susceptible to neutralization. Um, fortunately, vaccines still seem to be relatively effective against these variants that are cropping up. Um, but every time the virus replicates, there is potential for the creation of a new variant, which is more resistant to the current vaccines. So it's really important to stop replication whenever possible. And on that note, thank you so much, Dr. Rob, for speaking to us today about the groundbreaking work that you did at the McClellan Lab in developing the COVID-19 vaccine. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at LabRab to keep up with his incredible research. Thank you so much for joining us today.